You're listening to Forecast, the marketing podcast for professional services leaders. If you're looking to generate more leads, win more deals, and take your firm to the next level, this show is your shortcut. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. This is part two of our series on content marketing. If you miss part one, you can go back and listen to it. But the gist of it was that we made the case for why you as a professional services leader or firm need to be in the business of producing valuable, relevant, and consistent content. Content that meets your buyers where they're at. Content that nurtures a relationship. Content that builds trust and authority and prepares buyers to want to do business with you. Now, in the previous lesson, I made the basic case for content marketing. And in this lesson, I'm going to tell you the story of two firms, one firm who embraced content marketing as a strategy and another firm that didn't. Before we get into that story, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms, you're going to want to check that out. Inside the course, I will show you a proven step-by-step process to generate a flood of new business for your firm. The course is now in video, which is super awesome, and I think you'll get a lot out of it. You can join us inside the course at no charge at 5leadgen.com. That's 5leadgen.com. So by the time this lesson is released, it's going to be about mid-March. And one of the things that many of us are thinking about mid-March is our taxes. And if you're an accounting firm, you're probably not thinking about it. You're probably swimming in your client's files. So let's say you're in the market for an accounting firm. And this should be a relatable scenario because either you've just picked an accounting firm, and if you haven't picked one yet, I should warn you, your time is running out. But either you've just picked one or some year in the past, you've gone through this process of choosing an accounting firm. But let's say you're picking one now and you're looking for a good, reliable firm that you can work with and that can grow with you over the years. So what you do is you ask around. You see if anybody in your network works with a good firm or knows of a good firm. And the people that you talk to, they mention a few names, but two in particular seem to stand out as being highly recommended. One is a firm called Bean Counters, and the other is a firm called Number Crunchers. And as a former CPA, I can make these kinds of jokes. I don't feel bad about it. So after receiving a few recommendations for both Bean Counters and Number Crunchers, you decide to take a look at their respective websites to see what you can find. Now, Bean Counters has a pretty typical professional services website, and I don't mean that in a good way. There's some stock photography and some boring copy on the homepage. There's a long laundry list of services, which looks pretty much like everyone else's list. And then there's some claims about providing superior customer service. And finally, there's a list of partners with some very outdated and boring looking headshots. So there's nothing really here on the website that's particularly valuable to you. But because of the referral, you're probably going to end up giving them a call and having that meeting anyways. Then you look at the Number Crunchers website, and it looks very different. For starters, their website is dynamic. There's a lot of information to go through, information that you're actually looking for right now. There's advice on how to reduce your tax burden. There's advice on how to plan for tax season. There's even a video on how to choose an accounting firm. So unlike the Bean Counters website, which didn't really have a whole lot for you to engage with, there's a ton of information and content for you to engage with on the Number Crunchers website. And as you go through all of this information and you read the articles and you watch the videos, you're actually beginning to feel like you already know them. 
you're developing a relationship with the firm without ever setting foot in their office. And not only do you feel like you know them, you're beginning to like them. And then you click through to the partners page and instead of boring old headshots and some really outdated bios, there's a video of each partner telling their story. And through those videos, you learn about each partner's background. You hear them talk about why they love what they do, how they help their clients. And through that narrative, through those stories, you now begin to trust them. They seem genuine. They seem like they're good at what they do. They seem like the kind of people that you would want to do business with. So now you're forming your first impressions that you're probably going to meet with both bean counters and number crunchers anyways, but that first view of the website has helped you form a few important first impressions. In the case of bean counters, you don't really know what to think because there wasn't a whole lot to see. So you're kind of going into that meeting a little bit blind with a blank slate, and it's up to them to sell you on their firm. Whereas in the case of number crunchers, you actually have an opinion going into the meeting. You already like them. You already feel like you know them and you feel like you can trust them because they've already communicated with you through their website. So that first meeting, it's not really going to feel like a first meeting. It'll probably feel like a second, third or a fourth meeting. But look, this is a big decision and you want to make sure that you've covered all of your bases. So before you meet with anybody, you perform a Google search to see if there's any other firms out there that are worth putting on your short list. And lo and behold, number crunchers shows up near the top of your search. Now, you may not know this. You may not appreciate how that happened, but it's because number crunchers has all of this valuable, relevant content on their website, which Google loves. And you also notice that on that front page of Google, Bean Counters is nowhere to be found. Now, you don't really understand why. You don't appreciate how that happens. But the truth is because Bean Counters website isn't dynamic. They don't have much content and it's not very engaging, which Google hates. Now, ask yourself this. You're probably going to meet with both firms. And assuming that they're both good at what they do, they both have strong track records, they're both highly qualified firms and professionals, which one do you think you're going to pick? Nine times out of 10, you're going to pick number crunchers because before you even have a meeting, you already have a bias. You've already formed an opinion. Whether or not you admit it, deep down, you want to work with them. And the reason for that is because you've already developed a bit of a relationship. You already feel like you know them. So they now feel like the easier choice. You feel like you can more easily get into a relationship with number crunchers because there's already a relationship. Whereas with bean counters, it feels like you're starting from scratch. It almost feels like you're going to be forcing it. And if you think you're not the kind of person to let this fuzzy relationship and feeling stuff influence your decision, you're kidding yourself. There's a phenomenon that psychologists call the confirmation bias. And the way it works is very simple. Your brain will look for information to validate an opinion or an impression that you already have, and it'll ignore information to the contrary. So what that means is when you go into those meetings and you already have a bit of a bias towards number crunchers, whether or not you acknowledge that bias or not is irrelevant. It could be a subconscious bias, but you have a bit of a feeling that's leaning towards number crunchers. What's going to happen is in that meeting with number crunchers is that whenever you come up with valid data or evidence or some kind of objective measure to justify your decision to hire number crunchers, you're going to place higher value and weight on that data. 
So you're going to think to yourself, yeah, you know what? These guys are definitely the way to go because they have very proficient staff. They have a beautiful office. They're clearly doing well. Their partners are experienced in my field and so on and so forth. And then when you meet with bean counters, you're going to look for evidence subconsciously to justify not going with bean counters. You're going to say, you know what, I don't really like the way the partners dealt with me. They had a bit of an attitude or maybe they weren't, you know, as polite or as proficient with the small talk. I don't really like their office coffee. They don't have good taste. I mean, whatever it may be, some of it may be valid, some of it may not be valid. But the point is, you're going to be looking for things to justify your decision. So the moral of the story is really simple, is that content marketing has an incredible impact on the entire buyer's journey. It affects every single stage of the marketing funnel. If you think about the three stages of the marketing funnel that we've talked about in the past, attraction, retention, conversion, content marketing is a strategy that cuts across every single stage of the funnel. So it helps you attract new buyers. It helps you get your content in front of them, your message in front of them. In the example that we gave here, it was a Google search that number crunchers was showing up in the Google search because they have valuable content that Google ranks, whereas bean counters didn't and therefore didn't get ranked. And of course, there are many other ways you can use content as an attraction strategy, like LinkedIn, like guest blogging, like podcasting, and so on. But content also has a real impact on the retention stage, is that once you discover prospects, once they're attracted to you and they find you, then content keeps the conversation going. It keeps them engaged. It makes them interested in what you have to say and in your point of view. And that helps you retain that relationship and build that relationship over time. And finally, content has an impact on the conversion stage because when it comes time to close the deal, when it comes time to have that more direct sales conversation, if you've been producing content and if your client or your buyer has been consuming that content, they already know so much about you. They already know, like, and trust you. They're informed and educated on your point of view and you'll have a much better chance of closing the deal than if you hadn't produced all that content. So by now, I hope you're convinced that content marketing is a strategy that you as a professional services firm need to take very seriously. But if you're overwhelmed, don't worry. In the next lesson, I'm gonna walk you through a process to plan and execute a very simple content marketing strategy that'll help you get started. So stay tuned for that. Now, if you haven't yet subscribed to Forecast on iTunes, do us both a favor, head over to iTunes, type in Forecast Marketing in the search box, find the show, hit subscribe, and while you're at it, please leave us a rating and a review because it helps more people discover the show. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time.